Nashville. Yay, Gator Club. <laughs> yeah, because I'm from Florida, but you can't take the Gator, University of Florida Gator out of the girl. So we joined the Gator Club here in Nashville and we go to the games when they're here. And uh, yeah. Soon, soon, it's gonna happen. We'll see. How are we feeling? What's, what, what, kind of, what kind of word or phrase sums up? Wait, this is, this is mine. This is my Lulu Demon Canadian only shirt. Sorry, because all Canadians say sorry. Even if we didn't do it, like I bump, like somebody bumps into me here in Canada and I go, oh, sorry. It's but you know, from not being from Canada, you really picked up the accent. Like it's pretty impressive. I can't say that. Sorry. Sorry. Like I feel like I gotta move my mouth. Sorry. Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been here. Okay. Long A long time. I moved here. I got married in 2001. 2001. And I moved here then. So 19 years of my adult life. And when everybody around you says sorry. You pick up on it. <laughs> Girl, I know that. I start talking all Southern here in Nashville. So, so how are we feeling today? And by the way, gin tonic. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Woohoo! I just went with, I don't know who we interviewed earlier. I need whiskey. I need a gin tonic. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's been a roller coaster today. Yes. Hmm? No, and this is good stuff. This is my husband's. <laughs> Does he know that we're doing this today? Does he know that we're taping? Uh, he goes, what's your schedule? I tell him, okay. Could, but he's back there. He's on a meeting right now talking. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's early so to drinking too. I have stuff to do. It's two o'clock. We're going to be passed out on the couch in about an hour. <laughs> hey, drinking. Hey, drinking. It's a thing. It is a thing. And it is like 90 degrees Fahrenheit here today. Oh, it's really poopy and rainy today. <gasps> you said poopy. <laughs> oh, God. What's going on? Tell me. Tell me. What's been, what's been going on with you? I had my nose swab today. How did that feel? Because it looks, from those diagrams, it looks like they go way up in the nether, in the hinter overlands, <laughs> in the nether regions. Where the hell did that swab go? Um, no, I, uh, we've been talking about it for a while. We went, we stayed in our car. Anybody that does it, that you can stay in your car, I suggest you wear a mask really to protect these healthcare workers that are out there dealing with everyone they are covered in gear but i just felt like it was a sign of respect to wear that for them um but i'm a big mask wearer anyway i think everybody should wear a mask so i'm just saying anyway they put the swab up my husband's nose and i saw him when it got to a certain point his body just went stiff and then it came out and he goes well that was horrible <laughs> and you're like oh hey. Welcome to my ENT appointments every time I go to the nose. Yes, <laughs> totally. I totally thought that. And then, so I'm thinking, eh, whatever. He's a big baby. I'll be fine. So, um, because we have stuff shoved down our noses all the time looking at our vocal cords. So the lady came around and she put it in, you know, like you normally do with the scope, the ENT yeah. scope. But then there was a certain point where it's different. A, a scope normally goes around and down. This, this one, one, like, past the soft palate and 
rubbed around and then came out and I was like, Ooh, and you know, you know me, I like to be prepared. So I'm thinking I need tissues cause we might need to blow our nose. No, I needed water. I really just wanted to swallow whatever that hot mess was, but it wasn't painful. It wasn't painful and, and it was super easy and they had everything really set up ready to go. And I'm really grateful that uh, testing in the state of Tennessee is now open to everyone, whether or not you have symptoms or not. Um, so that our main reason, by the way, pardon here too, by the way. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I just really wanted to know if I was a carrier, an asymptomatic carrier. Um, and I this is not the I, antibody test. This is just the regular. It's COVID. just the regular test. Um, they said we would know in three to five days, but that was my biggest concern was because I would really like to be outside um, and doing things even with my mask on, but it made me nervous to be around people not knowing if I was a carrier. So that was my can I say thank you for being so thoughtful and considerate, thinking about everybody else's, you know? I don't, I mean, I, I mean, it's heartbreaking to think that I could give that to somebody and I mean, the, the potential there for somebody to pass away is, is there and I don't want to do that to somebody else. So that's why we wear masks. I wear masks every time I leave this apartment. So when I get in the elevator, I wear a mask because I don't know. And, and also it makes me feel a little safer. I have to say, I don't know if I really am, but it just makes me feel safer too. So. Well, listen, I mean, we're all, we're all at risk. And now I haven't read the news in the last two days just because I had a little, I had a little meltdown two days ago. Yeah, just. You want to talk about that? Mm. No. That's a face, isn't it? Mm. I, you know. My mom, my mom went out to the grocery store again, my 82 year old mom, and she wore a mask, which meant, oh, I think I want to buy that. Let's get that. And you know, you just, yeah, you just, you just think 82 years old, you have to, you have to think about other people too. And and they've not lived through this, you know? They, they, mom doesn't understand the severity of it. She lives in a retirement home. She could infect all these people. And yeah, and then I had this little meltdown because, because all these people didn't wear their masks. I, me and my husband, might be stuck here even longer in quarantine because these insensitive people went to the park because it got warm here. And now because a few people did that and the numbers started spiking, we're gonna to have to stay home. Which means that if we wanted, you and I wanted to go to Europe and sing, which is now opening up, I can't. They won't let you out? I think you can get out, but I couldn't get back in. Even as a Canadian citizen, you wouldn't be able to get back in? I could get back in, but then I'd have to quarantine for two weeks. So you're looking at two weeks when you go over to Europe and two weeks coming back home. So that's a month out of your life that, you know? And it's just, it's just hard for me that I know that people want to get out and do things. And I know that this, these times are horrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I know people want to get out and do things. But... Think about the big picture. Desperation. I think everybody is just. I think we need to take a breath. We need to take a little breath. That's a perfect way to put it. And a Keep little whiskey. And a little whiskey. A little gin. <laughs> Cheers. Because.
Lord knows we need a day drinking. It's a thing. Yeah, but you know what? I just feel like I'm stuck on, I know I've used Groundhog Day before, but it feels to me kind of like endless loop. It is here when I wake up in the morning. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, is it over yet? Are we done? Am I getting on a plane? I'm sure my husband's sick of me asking that. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. What was that War of the Worlds? Was that the Orson Welles thing? You remember when back in the days of radio? Remember they had, hmm, I'm going to say it's War of the Worlds. Mm. Orson Welles had a radio show and it freaked everybody out when it came out because really? it was like it, the world was ending. And then at the end he said, oh, just kidding. And that's what it feels like. I'm waiting for the, mm -hmm. oh, just kidding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that this was all just, it was a test of the emergency broadcasting system. And now we'll get back to the previously planned recording. <laughs> I, I think in my brain, no, I totally, I feel that way, not about work, I guess, because work to me has changed forever in my mind, but um, I feel that way about life. Like, I just want to get back to life where I want to go to a restaurant and I don't want to be worried. I want to go to a theater and not be worried. I, you know what I mean? I just want to get back to those things. When I think about work, then my brain changes because I don't know why this sounds so crazy. I think about safety, my own safety, how I feel about getting on a plane, other people's safety in the theaters. I think the model has to change, but I don't know what that looks like. Um, so I'm constantly searching for that content of people talking about that. I know, but I mean, what, what mm, now this is a, this is a deep question, but do you want to keep singing? Do you want to keep, performing or not and that, that's a serious question that I think a lot of us not just you not just me but a lot of opera singers a lot of performers a lot of musicians need to ask themselves you know do you want to keep doing it uh I have days where yes and then days where I'm thinking uh if this doesn't get back to any semblance of what I love doing then what else do I want to do? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I kind of ride a roller coaster, which I think a lot of us are feeling that way. Yeah. Um, and I think people need to talk about it. I think they do. I think I also have guilt on those days that I think I'm done because I'm also in a wonderful position where companies know me, they know my work, they know my reliability. Um, Whereas young singers that are coming up are not known. We're just getting out of programs, ready to do audition seasons. And it's going to be a lot harder for them to break in the business. And so I have a range of emotions when it comes to that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I, feel, I feel for the young kids right now. And so many of them, I just need to say this on here right now. So many, so many of them, hi, Mr. Jin. <laughs> probably oh, better to drink with yeah. day drink probably better to drink with food in your stomach but um <laughs> so many of them have reached out to me and have asked me what do I do where do I go from here 
And what do you say? I, I already felt before COVID, I felt bad for the young artists because I felt that a lot of the regional opera houses were downsizing, closing. And I felt that even before, three months ago, that they were struggling. And now with this, I, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, what, what, what would you tell them? Keep working if, if you love it and make sure you love it. I think that's what my gut says is make sure that this is what you want to do because you're going to have to fight for it and it's going to be a struggle. I agree with that. It was that way when we started. I mean, we yeah. had to fight for everything and... But for the opposite reason, because there was yeah. so much. Because there was so much and you had to be on top of everything all the time. Yeah. Um, God. I know. What would you tell them, the kids that are in college, getting out of college? It's a tough one. You know, um, I had to, I chose to, when I switched from mezzo to soprano, I chose to stop singing mezzo repertoire, knowing full well that I couldn't support myself without the singing. Mm -hmm. So, but I really wanted to stop singing mezzo so I could really focus on changing that technical to get to the top. The choice was the only way I'm gonna actually be able to support myself through that is to get a job. When I always called a regular job. <laughs> I don't think- uh, we Yeah, we called a nine to five job. Nine to five job. And we were living in New York City. We couldn't live off, my husband had a job, but there's no way you can live off one salary in New York. I don't know anybody that does. No. Um, or I don't work, I don't move in those circles of those that do. Um, so I had to work and I worked nine to five and I studied and I, took lessons and coachings and went to auditions and brought my gear to the, so I know that we can't do all that kind of stuff now, but I think that if your passion is this, if this is something that you want to do, and I think that we are going to come out of this on the other side, then I think you get your nine to five job. You work your butt off to pay your bills. And at the same time, you make the time. It's the time to practice, to schedule and all that stuff on top of working nine to five. And I know it's possible because I did it. So yeah, um, I, I mean, I was a mortgage broker. So I get it. When that right, you didn't know that, did you, girl? Did when you I, really? When I when I lived in LA, uh huh. You you know why I took this job? Why? Because I could leave in the middle of the day, and take uh -huh. a voice lesson, and they wouldn't know. And they didn't know. No, I know. So listen, I came home from work exhausted because I, I had to go see clients all day, you know, and dealing with numbers mm -hmm. as, a, as a musician. Yeah. Okay, you, you are an, an anomaly because you're good with numbers, but most singers are not good with numbers. So I'm like coming home at night going, my head hurts. And then you have to go and, and practice. And it was for me work coming home and I just wanted to sit on the sofa and eat dinner and fall asleep. But I said, no, because this is my passion and my ultimate goal was this, this. How do I get from here to here? Bingo. And I had to keep reminding myself every day, you took this job so that you could pay your rent, 
so that, and pay for your voice lessons yeah. so that you could go. And my goal was, I was 24, 23 and 24 when I did this, if you can believe it. And it was during the whole refinance thing in California. And it was just literally like sitting on the phone going, okay, yeah, I'll give you a mortgage. Uh -huh. Yeah, you want to? Sure. But I knew what my goal was. And, and I guess that was what got me through because I said to myself, self the goal is to win the national council the metropolitan opera national council auditions the regionals okay and then go to new york and then win that and cool. okay so to have that goal maybe that that's what we all need to think about now is to have that not today goal but this week goal this month goal this year goal and even you and i maybe we we need to, to have those goals and we need to set those. No, I was, yeah, I actually was thinking about that recently because especially with watching what's going on in Europe and things like, you know, possibly being able to open up, it's a different structure over there, especially with the, the size theaters. It's different. It's a different. I and the subsidies, the government. Yeah, it's, right. It's different. Um, and because let me say this what I'm learning or reading online is that these theater and talking to friends over there, um, these theaters can open up, they're smaller and they can like, they're, they're, they're subsidized, but they can also make money because the overhead. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, but like the space. Yeah, no, well, you don't have a 4,000 seat opera house like the right, Met right. that has such a huge machine running behind it. Right. These are smaller theaters that, are used to running with smaller numbers. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's a possibility. And um, before this happened, there were, for me, there were major discussions about repertoire changing and moving into some bigger stuff. And mm -hmm. all of that, I mean, I was learning that because I was going to head up to New York. I really wanted, you know, a couple key people to hear this and say, what do you think? This is just the next transition in my career. And all of that is put to a stop. So, if I give myself a goal of actually, I really want to learn whatever, let's say Ariadne, which is out of my realm of everything because I've only sung Italian repertoire my whole career. So if I want to learn something like Ariadne or if I want to learn something like Zieglinda or just something different, a different role, that could actually be my goal just to see how it feels in my throat. How does that feel? Um, do I, would I, if this opens up, is that something I want to say, hey guys, guess what? You know what I mean? This is what I've done in my time at home. I've learned this. I'm ready to go. Because I, I was know. supposed to be, well, I don't have my score here right now, working on Macbeth. And I am working on it, but not sure. Every time I think of Macbeth, I think, uh... <laughs> Oh, the, 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 the pen ultimate note. I mean, what was fair? What crack was he smoking when he wrote that? But I have loved watching um, every video I could ever get my hands on of watching Sopranos do that and how they do it. I mean, listen, girl, we know all the tricks, but I don't know if, no, if other people know what they're actually watching when they're watching something like that. <laughs> do they know how hard it is? <gasps> and what singers do to get around it? My favorite is just when the soprano, like the staging is where her back is to the audience when I'm like, turns up stage. There's a reason for that. <laughs> There it is, right there. There it is, that note right there. I told you. Uh, it's a D flat, and look how it's written. It, wait, does it say? 
un fil de voce. That's what I say. This is no, this is what I say. Verity can suck it. <laughs> oh man, because I've been doing that. I had been doing that. Sorry, I'm not doing it. I had been doing it in recitals, the last few recitals I did. Oh, cool. Just kind of get it in my body. Smart girl. Smart girl. And, and I, I will never, ever forget Renata Scotto when I had the great joy and pleasure of working with her as a young artist. And she said, there's moments when you think about, you know, what you're saying and you're reading into the music. And then there's moments where you have to think, mm, technical. Space, 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 space. Right? And you're thinking, and I know when I'm in recital, doing that is kind of like, my eyes go, I'm thinking about the D flat, D flat, D flat, D flat. Spin it, spin it, spin it, spin it. Ah! <laughs> Horrid. It's horrid. Uh -huh. That's the next to last note. Anyway. And that's always when they take the photo. Mm. <laughs> or that or. Oh yeah. Oh, those are my faves. Yeah. <gasps> there is one pick I did. I had with, uh, when I was doing, uh, Anna Valena with Elsa Vandeheever and my mom actually got it. And I was like, mom, you're not allowed to take pictures in the show, but she did anyway, and I'm really glad she did. This never saw the light of day, but except Elsa hasn't. But it looked like I was gonna eat her. Like it just looked. Was that Filian? Oh no, that's that's wrong opera, sorry. I... Because I did. <laughs> wait, 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 you've, been, you've been away from opera for that long that you're bringing. Wait, no, because I did, I did steward it with her instead. It's like, oh, because. I did oh, the Filian right. Pura di Balena to her face, and she and her face was like, oh, I love. It. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys are like both just amazing actress beasts on stage. It's so fun to sing with both oh, of you. That duet would have been awesome with you two. I it love that role so much. I love, I love that role. God. Wait, to Bolena? No, Queen Elizabeth. I love Elizabeth and um, Maria Schuarda. You would be a great one. I loved it. I did it with Joyce O'Coolery and with Katie Lewick, who was trying that rep out. We need to do that. Oh my God. I'm sorry, but I'm coming for you. Bam. <laughs> do you remember doing the Valena duet? Oh and I was like, I'm like, you were like, oh my God. Like you put what in there? Like how many high C's did you put in there? I was like, listen. Me or you? Me, I've added all those high C's in that oh, duet. Dude, and you were and, standing at the doorway, like grabbing the door, and I was like, oh, here comes the high note. I was trying to do it pianissimi, and I was like, I gotta hold on to something. You and did you, it, too. It was and, amazing. Yeah, but you were like, why did you do that? I was like, because I'm singing with Sandra Rafinowski. I better bring it. <laughs> We, we get up to such shenanigans on stage. Oh, you were so that. fun. You were so fun. I'm but I will never. You did. You remember that. I know you do. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. Liar, liar. Wait, can I show my pants? Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> you went total Canadian today. I am. I got my moose on her. As, as Duncan told me when I first moved to Canada, the plural of moose is niece. What? He's not correcting you. And you know what? It is not. He lied to me. Oh, he and then he told me how to call a moose. When, oh, yeah. 
So we're driving across the country, right? I was singing in LA and we decided to drive home and I had never seen the West Coast of Canada and he'd never seen the West Coast of the US. Cool. So we drove from LA up to Vancouver and then across. Okay. So in that flat part of Canada, which mm -hmm. there's a lot of, mm -hmm. there's a lot of moose there, not the plural, not meese, but moose. And I said to Duncan, well, I mean, I want to see one. I want to see one. And he said, well, you have to do the moose call. And I said, moose call? He said, yeah, there's a call. You got to do the moose. I said, okay, what is it? And he goes, <laughs> and I believed him. How stupid am I? <laughs> I know, Carrie. I, my my blonde my blonde is showing here. Oh no! Yeah, don't get close to the screen, girl. Stay back. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, my my <laughs> yeah my my blonde is showing. Oh dear! Can you believe that? I believed him. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, you gave me. <laughs> what did you say to me in in Lisette's video that's coming out on Monday? What did you say to me about because of the corona? Cause she was talking, you all were talking about the Corona beers, not, not selling because of coronavirus. And yeah. you were like, how blonde are um, you? <laughs> Carrie. Um, so that's my comment to your is yeah. how blonde were you at that moment? <laughs> you know, my new post that I'm going to put up on Instagram is what is the best gift that Carrie Alchema has ever given me? Oh shit. Oh God, I'm scared. I know. Well, it is. It, it's either the, as I look over this way, uh -huh. I'm scared. the music room I'm scared. is the, the welcome mat <laughs> that says, oh shit, not you again. Or alcohol, because no great story ever started with a salad. Hail to the no. Let me tell you. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I, and, and my candle, my candle's gone. You still have that? No. This is the other one that I was going to get you, but I couldn't get another one. The great. Oh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I burnt yours like completely because you know that I love candles. I know. Yeah. I, you know what? We should talk about that because people have been asking like how we know each other. And because we've never put our friendship online, or, or well, I mean, I've never really been on social media until now. Like, what's happening to my life? But it's um, yeah, I know it's it's funny how how you and I have completely changed our ideas about social media mm -hmm. since this. But we're in control of it now. I need the contact. I need I need that. If we talk about desperation, I feel desperate for communication. I don't feel desperation to sing at the moment. I just feel it for communication and to feel connected. Yeah. No, that's a, a beautiful way to put it. So connected in a in an honest and sincere way. Yeah, because what else? I mean I know. It's shit though, man. I mean, this sucks. It sucks across the board. God, my mom hates that word and she watches all the videos. She's gonna Sorry, mom. yell at me. Uh, my mom can't watch these. <laughs> yeah, but so this, one, you, hmm? this is one she's gonna watch. Oh, and you, you know. let you hold up a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll drink my lipstick. I'll be like, hello, can you help me? <laughs> Sorry, mom. I love you. <laughs> oh, my mom told me this great story. I've been in the grocery store and she, you know, the aisles are now one way aisles. And so she turned the corner and came down the aisle and she talked, saw two women. They must've known each other with their masks on and watched this woman take her mask off and sneeze like all over the products that were on that. <laughs> and then she put her mask back on. And what did your mom, mom, my mom was like, I know I'm not supposed to turn around this aisle, but I got to get out of here. <laughs> but your mom's a nurse, right? Yeah, retired. Yeah, she's a retired right. nurse. So she was like, I'm out. Peace out. Like, the mask is for you to sneeze into. Thank What's you very wrong? much. So. so how do we meet? We, 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 yeah. shiny, we went shiny object there with that. Yeah. Woo. Why not? What the and hell? These days, oh my gosh. Really. It doesn't take much, does it? No. Oh, oh shiny object. Yeah. So we met in Washington. Yeah, Washington, D.C. Okay, so do you want my story of that or do you want your I story? I want your story. I want to hear your story because I, I don't think I've ever heard your whole story. You were okay. then, by the way. Yeah, I was. I was dark. It was uh, Yeah, we both were, right? Yeah, crazy. Um, that made me think of something because you were like, you're copying me with the blonde hair. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> um, you embraced it and I love it. I, you know, well, you were honest. You were like, Carrie, that hair is a hot mess. It's too dark. It's, it was ridiculous. I looked like Elvira. But when you just get it done and you're used to seeing yourself, you don't really see you as other people see you. So that's what they were for, man, to be honest. I think it's great. I think you look even younger than you already are. It's true. Yeah. And I think the dark hair, but you, you went through a whole huge transformation in the last year. I had to. And I think that that was all part of it. And ah. anyway, we digress. Yeah. Out there. We can talk about that another day. Um, uh, okay. So I had been hired to sing my first Anna in Anna Bolena. And it was really outside of my comfort zone. I was really kind of a new soprano and to, um, is the audio weird? It just went, it just went a little skippy. Hell down. Ooh, can I burp now? <laughs> Please. Can you belch? Can you belch? I don't think I can. How <laughs> oh my God, that's so impressive. <laughs> Right. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna teach you how to say that. You are gonna get that right. Sorry. 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 Belch and I can go Sandra Belch. Well I have to no, I have to drink some. Oh, okay. All right, ready? Sandra Belch. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> Do it. No, that's no, not good. Duncan's the best. He can do the whole alphabet. I'm impressed. So okay. So you had just become. You were. You were just. I transitioned into soprano, and I had. I had already been singing soprano roles, but I had not done the bel canto. Bel can. I had not done the. Bel canto. Oh my god, that's a hot damn mess. I had not done the bel canto soprano roles. 
which are different than the mezzos because truly the mezzos to me are soprano roles. The ones above that are uh, crazy. Anyway. Stretch. But Anna Bolena, funnily enough, sorry, digress. I think Anna Bolena in some ways is lower it than is. Giovanna Simon. Okay, but we did not know this at the time when I took, when I said yes to Giovanna Seymour, I waited, I was like, eh, that's not as hard as Anna, as Anna. I'll be fine. Biggest mistake in my life. <laughs> yeah, but what'd you do? You threw in high C's. Hey. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so I so really- So you had agreed to sing your first Anna Bolena. I needed to learn how to pianissimi and all this kind of stuff that I didn't know how to do. And I had been a young artist at Washington National Opera when Placido started the program, and I heard that they were doing it. I honestly did not know it was you. I just heard Anna Bolena, and the time period was right before I was going to sing my first one. Yeah. So in Minnesota, Minnesota Opera. So I, when I found out that Washington was doing that, I called my manager. I said, will you please call and ask, beg, plead, like I would even have done it for free. Will you please hire me to cover the Ana Belena because I want to be around it. I want to learn it. I want to work. I have coaches there that I know. Can I just be there? And um, it all worked out. I showed up and there you were. And I think that was your first Ana Belena, if I'm not mistaken. It was. And Tony Minoli was there who we had in common. Because will tell the truth, I needed a prompter because it is a long ass roll. And yeah. I needed somebody there to prompt and give me all those words because it right. was long. And that was really one of my first times that I sang any of the three queens. Yeah, I think that was like the beginning of the beginning of all of it, right? Yep, yep. Um, and I don't remember why we started talking or I don't remember that part, but I, you remember that? Did I say something stupid? <laughs> no, I think we, we had a discussion about a certain cast member. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that, was some, that was some drama. -da. That was drama, man. Certain cast member. And I, and yes, it was, Maybe I think it had to do, we were just, I think our eyes locked at one moment. This, this actually, I think is what happened. We were staging one scene that was quite intense and our eyes locked because you were watching the rehearsal and I was staging it. And I think we both kind of went like. Well, cause I can't hide this. I can't. Yeah, you know that. And so I came up to you afterwards and this was probably what, day three, day, day four. Okay. And I think I just came up to you and, and you and I just started talking and you were like, wow, that was intense. What's going on there? And I said, oh. yep, she's going to be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I found out that you loved shopping. Yeah. Lululemon. Yeah. And food. And food. And that you were super cool and that you weren't like a lot of other singers, which are very catty, clicky. You just, you were like, eh, I don't care who you are. I just think you're cool. And that's how I think as well about people, singers, whatever, you know, we meet a lot of 
important people in our lives, in our careers. We're very fortunate. Yeah. But I think everybody puts their pants on the same way. I've always said that my whole life. Right. And right. you kind of were that whole mentality. And finding that in our business is kind of rare. Yeah. Especially two sopranos. You know, like, and two sopranos singing the same role, right? Yeah. I was never really um, into the whole competition between singers i was more in competition with myself i really just could i do it i wanted to see if i could yeah. do it and my uh and i've never asked you this i mean my goals in the career were can i make a living doing this can i actually pay my bills can i buy a house that's really i never thought i want to be famous or i wanted to be the top mm. i that wasn't a goal of mine i don't know why in my brain it just was because i never thought about opera until I was a high school, um, a senior in high school. No, mine was early on. I had goals, I had. You knew I was, I mean, I started taking, first off, let me go back. Ana Belena, that was almost nine years ago. Yeah. And that was it. Like, that was, it was like friendship at first sight. Goals, I started taking lessons at 11 years old after okay. singing at church choir, okay. my choir director said to my mom, you know, it's eight years old, nine years old. Wow, she really has a good voice. And my mom said, yeah, you know, but she has to come to it in her own time because mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be a stage mother. Mm -hmm. Thank you, mom. Mm -hmm. And I asked my mom, I said, you know, I really like doing this, it's a lot of fun. So I started taking lessons at 11. I always did classical music. I never did pop. I, I know, I'm a freak. I'm just weird. Okay, now see, I grew up singing in church uh, when I, because my aunt wrote songs. And so my sister and my, I don't think you know this, my sister, my cousin and I would get on stage and sing in harmony. We had the same dresses on, the same hairdo, everything. I have photos and videos of this. Oh yeah, priceless. Oh, I need to see that. Oh Lord mercy. We got um, some of that up here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're so hilarious in there. When my cousin watches this, who did sing with me, she's gonna be like, yes, girl, put it up. But um, so I grew up with a microphone in my hand. So I wanted to sing that way. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a pop singer or a Christian music artist because that's how I grew up. And um, so, you know, I wanted to be like Sandy, Patty, Amy Grant. That's where I was headed. Amy Grant. I Okay, that is one song that I sang. The what El Shanai, El Shanai. Yeah. Amy Grant, that was a great song. Right. But, but that's yeah. what I wanted. And, um, and then... And then I thought, well, the only way I know how to make money right now at music is to be a music educator and maybe I can get a scholarship playing piano because my mom had me playing since I was five. So, um, but then, you know, teachers kind of point you in the right direction and say, why not this? So opera was in college. Well, can, in college, I was even figuring out, can I do this? Can I learn how to do this? And it wasn't something that came easy to me. I had to learn it. I built it. So funny, um, everybody comes to it. Yeah, differently. And, and also like what our paths were and what our goals were. It's why I'm such a huge fan of um, singer biographies. I mean, I have a bookshelf just packed. How come we never knew that? I don't know. I search, I search bookstores, like even use bookstores for, for old copies Girl, like that. If they have to know like my bookshelf over here, what oh, I have. <gasps> yes, I did at your birthday. I have there, some. There were issues then. And so I don't, I remember. Yes. 
we can't talk about that on here. We had a very good time. Yes, we can talk about that on there. <laughs> but, so going back to like how we know each other, I just yeah. remember thinking, I liked you. I thought you were funny. And, and I loved that you were married and then he traveled with you like mine did with me. So there were a lot of similarities, but I, I always, um, I mean, you were at the time who you were. I mean, you were this very extremely well-known soprano and I never wanted you to think that I wanted something from you. Does that make sense? No, no, you were always like at the beginning, you were just, okay, can I ask you a question or can we talk? And yeah, I didn't want to abuse it or take advantage of you or, or you thinking that, um, that I wanted something from you. I just wanted to know you. Does that make sense? Like you, and I always felt like there was, um, we don't have to put this on here. I don't even think I've ever said this to you. Felt like there was, a, there was Sandra Robinovsky and then there was Sandra. Does that make sense? And I, I, I really wanted to know Sandra. Andy Singer <laughs> and Sandra. Yeah. And it's true. true. Was I right about that? One million percent. Absolutely. Yes. That, that's my singer persona. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't say I hide behind it, but it's my protection blanket. Yeah. Of course. And we need that in this business mm -hmm. or we did need it. I don't I, you know, mm -hmm. because people always are slinging arrows at us and criticizing, oh, you know, if we have a bad day and we ate a big meal and they take a picture, oh, she's pregnant. Thank you. You know, and so Sandy Singer can deal with that, but Sandra is a little sensitive. Okay. A lot sensitive, actually, in that I, I don't deal with that kind of criticism so well. Okay. And so I developed this other persona. And, but it, it was my way of coping with it all, you know? And, and so, yeah, you're right in that. And I'm very protective I was more so then as now mm -hmm. very protective of that Sandra you know yeah. here and I think you are too I uh I will always give you a chance until I know that I can't trust you does that make sense you know like yeah. um I am protective of myself but um especially like on social media, I was really protective of myself, but, um, uh, but you know, those singers that you think are, you know, are nice and friendly and, you know, you think are super cool. And then the next thing, you know, like after the production, you hear somebody else has heard the shit that they were saying about you. And you're like, God, why? You know, listen, I think our business is so small to begin with, with the <laughs> amount of singers. We should all be lifting everybody up, right. each other up, right. instead of beating each other down. Tearing each other down. And I think that, that that is so important, and especially right now. And that, that this time has really been reflective for me and in that the business needs to, to change. We need to all kind of become a family and love each other I, I, in the the biggest sense of the word, we need to support each other. We need to help each other out instead of making fun of criticizing right. all of that. Because there's, you know, I mean, it's not a huge community of opera singers that <laughs> do what we do, you know? 
Yeah, we're all connected in some way or another. We all and it's hear hard. Shit, so, yeah. yeah. And it's hard what we do, especially what we did before pre-COVID. Flying here, flying there, doing this, doing that. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. Truly. And you know that. I mean. Well, you know that more than anybody. I mean, dang, girl. Your schedule was so insane. And then with, you know, I, I mean, we're also human and we have personal lives and shit explodes there too. So um, just like everybody, I mean, we all, well, have things we have um, to deal with. But, well, that's, um, yeah. I want to talk about for a second, especially before Lee sets, um, yeah, hey. Mm -hmm. Before Lee sets video comes out on Monday, because we talk a really long time about weight, about weight and Mm -hmm. uh, in the business. And I just want to say that everyone has their own personal journey with that, whatever that looks like. It's always been a topic that I've always shied away from talking about unless you, we talk personally, because yeah. it's such a personal issue. You know what I mean? And, and there's a big stigma attached to it. Huge. And we've it's, both been on, you and I have both been on for most of our lives a weight loss journey, not, not attached to singing, just our weight loss journey because of what society says, because of what we think we should be. And yeah, and also the opera business it, right now, it's, it's definitely a thing. And all about how we look. Yeah, and it affected my life and my career to so much that I've never talked about it in publicly um, because I didn't want that to be associated with me. Um, but it affected me so much that even when young singers would come and talk to me, there are a lot of things I've said to young singers that I regret because I really feel as I've gotten older that you, I think you really just need to be okay in your own skin, period, whatever that skin is and yep. um, our size skin that is. And I think that there are so many other issues with race and all that kind of stuff in this business that need to change equality, yes. equality across the board. And what kills me is that if you look back at the generations of Marilyn Horn and Joan Sutherland and Pavarotti, I, I mean, I feel like we're losing those voices because those people had amazing talent and they didn't come in a perfect size package. I mean, Joan Sutherland was over like six feet tall. You, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. Maryland was built like a brick house. And so I, I just, and nobody yeah, cared and nobody cared because these people just brought it. They brought it to the stage and I vocally, artistically, whatever. And so it kills me when I've seen singers that are just as talented like that, that don't come in this model size package and they're not given the opportunities that they should. So I just, I, I felt like we needed to address yeah. that before that video comes out. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough discussion Cute. and it needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, I've been in, I've been in the business. I'm older than you. I know that when I started at the Met, I am, I'm five foot eight, five foot eight and a half. I was 212 pounds, which, you know, I got certain roles because the costume fit me. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily because of how I sang. And right. I know that. Right. And you, I'm sure you have had sure. the same thing. It's like, oh, she fits a costume. Well, mm -hmm. then she gets to roll. Mm -hmm. And we, we come to a point in our lives where we realize something has to change. And I had that, you know, come to Jesus moment later in my life. 
but I felt that it, I did it for myself, not because people told me. And Lisette, talking to Lisette, I feel like she came to it ultimately because she wanted to be healthier. And that is the right reason to come to it. Not because somebody said to you, you need, need to lose weight, you need to be thinner, you need to be this or that. Right. But you come to it on your own terms. And I have, and I think you have as well. Yeah, and I think healthy doesn't necessarily mean thin. Does that make sense? I think healthy is healthy blood work, healthy joints, strong muscles, strong, healthy strong person, healthy brain. You know what I mean? Like I think healthy is is not a size of your pants. Does that make sense? Right. Or your dress. But we can be healthy. And yeah. Lisette, embrace that. And I admire that. Yeah. I, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, it's hard. What, what is your number one beauty tip? We've asked that of people. I want to know what your, your beauty tip is. Um, concealer? No, I don't know. Uh, highlighter? Um, I, you know, I wash my face every night. Do you really? I do, except maybe in COVID times. But you do? You never in your makeup? In normal times, no. I never. I mean, how many times have we had conversations in the morning and, and I don't have makeup on? I'm the one that always has like makeup, like. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw Carrie under the bus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm like totally, yeah. A little I would say, I would say that. I would say drinking enough water, washing your face, and um, using a good moisturizer. That's your number one beauty tip. What about you? I've thought about this. I can see that. Oh no. Are you ready? It's a good one. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Do you what? What am I going to say? Keep the chub on. <laughs> Well, I, you know what? That's actually a good one because that is true. Like chub fills out the wrinkles. So there's nothing wrong with a little chub. Uh, <laughs> no, this really annoys me. And I really, you can't tell somebody this because it's offensive. But I think all men need to have in their kits nose hair trimmers. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> Are you telling me something? No, but trim it up, people. <laughs> oh my god that's my friend carrie thank you very much. i mean what is wrong with you i don't care where anywhere if hair is grown up anywhere else but that's gross it is kind of gross and and eye boogies <laughs> there's there's a lot of beauty tips i had actually a film person say to me once back in the days of like Betty Davis, mm -hmm. women shaved their whole face. Have you heard this? Have you read about this? Mm -hmm. So, you know the little baby hairs that you yeah. have on your face? Yeah. Uh -huh. Back in the day, because of the pancake makeup, <gasps> they would shave their faces, everything. All those little baby hairs, just so the pan pancake wouldn't get caught in the... How did that feel when they touched their face though? Ew. 
it feels a little bit like baby butt. No, but I mean, with, if you shave your face like that, wouldn't the hair come back coarser and thicker? You should Google it. It's interesting. Yeah, when I can't sleep at 3 a.m. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> what was the last thing you Googled to find out you Googled? Final Cut Pro. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, I totally did. I Googled Final Cut Pro. I need to get some sun. I'm looking out. My lilac tree is blooming. Oh this is God. what my life has come to. I know. Watching my plants bloom. Doesn't it suck? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I I've agree with that. I've never been able in 10 years living in our house, I've never been home for my peonies to bloom. Wow. And I love peonies. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So I experience that. I feel lucky. And every day I go out and I look at them and I see the little ants like crawling on them, opening up the the petals, the leaves. And I think nature's pretty amazing. But that's cool. You know, I'm pretty yeah. lucky and I planted that herb garden and each day okay. I go out and I look at them and I'm like, hmm, I think I'm gonna have a mojito tonight because I planted mojito mint. And we planted cilantro and just today it started to sprout. Oh, cool. So that part has been pretty cool, but. Yeah. No, I agree with you. There's been this wonderful part of reconnecting with people I haven't had time to reconnect with. And that's the, the beautiful part of all of this. Um, I do love that. Do you, you asked me if I wanted to go back to singing, do you want to answer that question? Hmm. I just want to let it sit there for a little while. You know, I'm, I think I'm still processing all that. Um, I'm 51. You look good, girl. Thank you. That's where you're my bestie. You know, I don't want to do opera this way. I don't want to do it on Zoom. Mm -hmm. For me, that, that is not how our art form was built. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a, it's, a, it's a visceral feeling. I feel it when I sing, and I think audience members feel it when we sing. Mm -hmm. And to not be able to communicate that way, no, I, I don't want to go back to singing if it's going to be virtual like okay. this. That's not my, that's not my thing. Okay. Maybe I'm old school, maybe, you know, I'm a different generation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, I think I needed, I was so burnt out after last year with, you know, I mean, right. what, that I went through with, with all the new roles, with mm -hmm. my, my family issues, mm -hmm. flying, zooming here and there and there and there and there, right. that I was so burnt out. I was speaking with my manager about a sabbatical. Yeah. So just because I wanted to watch the peonies bloom here at home. I, oh, you did, yeah, you were really almost run into the ground. I mean, I was. And it was starting to become physical issues with me right. you know right. when that starts then you know you're like whoa I need to slow down right so I feel now kind of recharged refreshed I'm still searching for the inspiration to sing again yeah, I know. does that make sense you know like 
I want to sing, but right now I kind of go, why? Yeah. You know, we have nothing to look forward to. I, you know, I'm supposed to be learning this role. Yeah. For September and I'm struggling just to open it up. And so each day I feel like I'm getting closer to it. Put it that way. Is that a good way to answer it? Yeah, it is. I feel that way. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Go eat, enjoy the rest of your evening. And <laughs> Hey, Nashville, shout out. Yay. You know what? I ordered, they were raising money for Nashville Symphony and it was a t-shirt and I was like, cool. And I ordered it and I was really hoping to wear that today, but it hasn't come yet. Well, mail takes a long time. It does. It took me a month and a half to get a birthday card from my mom in Chicago to Canada. Month and a half. Okay. I have two cards for you. I'll put both in the mail tomorrow and we'll okay. see how long it takes. Okay. 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 Like Yay! one and two. I'll write, I'll write number one and number two, like in the corner. And okay. we'll see. We'll see how okay. long. And, and you know what? I'll send you two tomorrow and we'll, we'll see who wins. Who wins? Okay. Who gets their first. Okay. And whoever, tomorrow. whoever gets theirs first has to buy the other one. What? Lulu. Hello. <laughs> Is there anything else? Um, has to buy the cocktails when we're allowed to be together again. Deal. Mm -hmm. Mine's mm -hmm. empty. So is yours. Here you go. Cheers. Ding. <laughs> oh no. People are gonna think we're alcoholics. No, I know it's my I get to drink when I'm on the videos. So do we have a video every day? Can <laughs> <laughs> we have one every day? <laughs> right about the same time. Yeah. All right. Go do you, girl. Love you. Love you too. That was good chatting. Yeah, it was fun. And, uh, talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, sounds great. Okay. Whatever the issue was, oh, or costume malfunctions where things are popping out where they should be popping out. Sarah, you don't pop out. Girl, you do not pop out. You are abundant and plentiful. Plentiful, You're but sometimes baby. it's a little much. It's like a little baby's butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> we might cut that out. <laughs> we might go. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Every time I did that, I'd make my sister laugh. That good? Hello! <laughs> are you in the room? <laughs> How old are we? <laughs> I mean, are we done yet? Are we done yet? Where's Duncan? Where is Duncan?